Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Jones Chronicles. I wanted, oh, I'm your host, Christina, by the way. <laughs> I wanted to have Mimi and Shai join me on this episode, but Mimi is in Vegas enjoying the Lovers and Friends concert. Okay! And Shy is doing grown-up things. So here we are, just me, unprepared with a few topics, though, that that crossed my agenda this week. People in Walmart, when you are moving your car from one location to the other location and you pass someone or you need Furthermore, to pass someone, just say excuse me. I don't care if I've brought this up before. It's a word. All you need to do is use it. I feel like it needs to be reiterated into society. That you just don't stand there and stare and hope things will happen. Just say excuse me. And guess what happens? The person moves their car. Oh, sure. Why not? I'm just going to spend the next three minutes staring at this shit, trying to decide how there is only these limited fucking choices for us to choose from for the rest of my fucking life. (laughs) Yes, I could go out in farmer's market and get books and shit, but that's like, oh my gosh, I'm already at $200. And I'll be half faint when I get to that. Food's expensive. (laughs) Another customer service tip, pro tip this week. Don't leave customers at the counter. I went into the gas. This happened at the same gas station. I kid you not, it was a Shell gas station. I went to pick up my daughter and her friend. Because I was taking her back home after they went to see the Chicago play that my daughter dropped out of. But they wanted to go see the production and they enjoyed it. And I was going to stop and get them a couple of snacks while I was in there. But I really, really, really wanted a honey bun at that moment. So they was just getting, you know, I I never feel I'm not the type of person to get something for me and then just be like, what? Oh, you thought I was going to get you something too? <laughs> I'm usually always getting them something. I, it's it's a terrible habit. But I'm standing at the counter and the ladies at the coffee station and the coffee station and the counter are not even a couple of steps apart. So she can see me. I can see her. And she's got her rag and she's wiping down the station. I'm like, all right, I give her, you know, 30, 35 seconds. I get it. Sometimes you see someone, you're like, oh, let me get this last little spot real quick. Then it turned into a minute. At two minutes, I put the stuff on the counter and I promptly walked the fuck out. This chick was just like, I'm not going over. I was the only customer in the store. (laughs) And she left me to stand there for two minutes. It's probably like two minutes, 15 seconds, because I couldn't believe. And like, she's just really not walking over here. And then... Three days later, I go into this gas station. (laughs) Once again, 
it's two people in there and it's the opposite situation there's a long ass line and then it's a different girl at the fucking coffee station the lines go in and she's just jobbing her mouth people who are so interested in telling a life story to absolute strangers i mean i'm not talking about casual conversation i mean deep deep details about your bitch you see these 16 people in the line and she up here by herself and then she had the audacity to get behind the corner like oh i didn't know you got this busy what your eyeballs was not seeing yeah you probably wasn't because your mouth was going a mile an hour but that is such a lack of if i was the owner of that store and i thought about it but i was like why (laughs) sometimes christina just let it go but if i was the owner of that store i'd be like that's business going out of the door because i was not the only person a couple other people left because they're like well fuck i'm not about to sit here and wait for this and this person over here talking time is money money is time and these weren't like teenagers where i would be a little bit more understanding (laughs) at the learning curve these is like 40 year old people and they wonder why they got jobs at the gas station i'm not saying the gas station is a terrible job not at all get paid better than walmart so i hear however (laughs) um if you got three kids at home like you talking about this is not the the uh optimal place for income to support your situation if you know what i mean uh terrence howard made his own math called teriology this is a real thing i'm not making it up howard studied chemical engineering at the pratt institute in brooklyn until he fell out with one of his professors this was in a i believe a vanity fair article over the answer to the one times one equals one conundrum quote how can it equal one if one times one equals one that means that two is of no value because one times itself has no effect one times one equals two because the square root of four is two so what's the square root of two should be one but we're told it's two and that cannot be end quote in the business you deal with crazies i am not at all even close to being qualified to break down any (laughs) mathematician's logic but i think it has something to do with the concept of zero if i'm thinking of this right because one times zero is zero so one times one is one one times two is two that's just how i'm looking at it maybe i'm too simplistic and (laughs) that that's all i can say towards that that make that made it made sense to me but he says he's gonna change the game and he's gonna once he gets the patent down i don't know maybe he will maybe terrence howard is the next einstein but i also know celebrities be dumb as fuck and this would be another example of that category if proven (laughs) unless proven otherwise (laughs) 
why we should not be listening to these fuckers. I'm so mad because they're talking about that one show that I was talking about last week on the podcast. It's already a controversy because the government came out and was talking, you came, you know, if it was down to casting, I'd be like, yeah, you guys are crazy. Stop it. When has any of the Netflix documentary shows ever accurately casted the correct racial identity of the people portrayed? Stop it. So that got into the whole whitewashing, blackwashing thing, which we already covered here. I knew it was going to pop off. You know why? Because this is the type of shit that media loves, particularly social media loves to to uh exploit to create a divisive conversation and not in a positive way that's gonna drive engagement and when i found and when i found myself unwittingly falling into that i had to rip i had to pull myself out it's easy to get pulled in and i consider myself pretty damn good at not being pulled in but for the first time in a really long time, I got pulled in. But I stopped myself <laughs> before getting to, especially when I found out that an actress is telling people that she's a historian and these are all the things I believe. That's They're allowed to say that, guys. You don't have to believe them. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to take my historic advice from an actress not going to i'm not going to take my and you should not and that was one of the biggest things is none of in no one should ever take a hollywood production at face value for its historical accuracy no matter what it says to based on true events take the 300 story motherfuckers more than 300 people on that damn battlefield because if it wasn't they would have been dead a lot sooner there were slaves there and they were the ones that were massacred and then people didn't want to be considered cowards and go back and just give up the battlefield so they died because that's the type of fucked up society that the what were they called uh now i just want to call them laconians because <laughs> that is technically where they're from uh but yeah, that whole entire culture was not okay. We wouldn't be putting that shit on a pedestal today. But Hollywood said it's based on a true story, so that must be how it was. You, unless you go out and read a book, you're not going to know that, which is the problem. People are turning to Hollywood for something they really shouldn't be turning to Hollywood for. Understanding representation to a certain extent. Yes, if this was a documentary that's where everyone was getting stuck on was the documentary aspect of it but i'm like no 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 it's just like the the last czars and the other shit that they came out with (laughs) the last czars is the only one i watched i think the roman one i watched too uh but yeah (laughs) which kind of leads to another thing because black people we got to stop lumping all european white people together like there aren't cultural differences (laughs) they're not the same not everywhere you go just because they're even from the same close region 
And thus, no, you can't just be like, well, they were white. Yeah, but the Romans were technically Italians. (laughs) So are you going to cast some fucking Italians? No, you're going to cast what you got. And as I stated, it really goes down back to the 70% rule as well as people's understanding of reenactments. Reenactments are not in a documentary, even in a documentary, reenactments are just that. They're people playing cosplay. (laughs) It's a dramatized version. And then if you look into what dramatized means in its definition, it says exaggerated. It's, it can be exaggerated, which means it doesn't have to confine itself absolutely 100% accurately to the truth. I never look at a reenactment and be like, oh man, remember the ones where they, where they have like, uh, oh man, I was watching this one. It was hilarious. It was supposed to be a, uh, a Chinese man and it was clearly a white guy, <laughs> but I didn't get mad about it. I didn't get mad about it. I kind of moved on. I love when people go, well, what if they played Nefertiti about a white woman? They have, what are you talking about? <laughs> Y'all keep acting like there's not a whole history of whitewashing. I don't want to acknowledge that part. Like, seriously, it's been happening way longer on your side than ours. So please, let's not, let's not actually blow this up more in proportion than it actually is. I'm okay with the conversation. That's fine. But now when it's coming from the the people that are clearly just been waiting for a reason (laughs) to make it about race anyway and feel now validated, I got to retain my white past. I do maintain that the British or that the Egyptian government do need to direct their ire, A, at the person that's trying to take away the racial identity of said person instead of the, the, the Hollywood producted adaptation that's the whatever i would be putting that energy into getting my shit back from the british museum for real for real (laughs) because they got a lot of your shit and i feel like there needs to be more effort and campaigns to, to to work on that than this silliness that really in in hindsight doesn't matter unless you're ignorant and that's up to you because if you don't decide to do your due diligence i fucking fact check my own damn self half the time (laughs) more than half the time i'll say something and i'm like wait a minute you only you can keep yourself honest only you can keep yourself informed and only you can believe what you believe i brought up the black pharaohs and someone from egypt told me that that doesn't exist that's not a thing that's afrocentric gossip i was like okay i'm pretty sure i saw a whole bunch of documented evidence but from multiple sources credited ones um i know history is constantly changing with new information that could could uh dissuade old beliefs but i didn't i haven't heard anything about that so just because you say it doesn't mean it's the truth i didn't think that and this person also followed it up by a very 
a description of why Cleopatra could not have been because of the negative attributes of what a black person looks like. So I had to weigh what was <laughs> valuable in their argument. And that's kind of where I mean by the divisive part and don't get sucked in and just know what you know. Don't get pulled into the political bullshit of it all. And if it's being presented in a way that's trying to present it as a true historical accurate thing, then no, I won't be watching. Because <laughs> that's not what I I'm okay with the real fucking enactment. I'm not okay with you saying, forget what you told in history school. Cleopatra was black, which is what I'm told. I haven't, I haven't seen any of the screening, so is is what it begins with and that's unequivocally not true so it is what it is let's talk about how social media how manipulative the algorithm is so i've been looking into this subject because it is interesting how you will look up one thing one time and it is everywhere you've ever been and so I was watching this YouTube channel documentary, little thing, whatever. And it was talking about how the algorithm actually can show you stories garnered towards your political view, eliminating pertinent information that would change the narrative because it doesn't support what you ultimately want to support. So you're basically consistently getting information even the news um what's the word i'm looking for customized to your own biased opinion not to mention you're getting the support when you type in that information you're looking for the support it's all going to come up based on your bias information so you can live yourself in a bubble of your own viewpoint and i think that's that's a conundrum for people like me that rather like there's some people that clearly i just i don't i can't i block you um but there's another side of me that's always like well democracy is hearing the other person out even if you don't agree with what they say and if you already have the algorithm you know keeping you away from and you if you do not seek that out you will never know so should one stop blocking people (laughs) just so you at least know what the other people other parties are saying I think that's an interesting conversation on banning some types of speech on Twitter. Because power is in your hands. It's always in your hands. And it's all about how actively you participate with these these forms of technology more so than the technology itself. And yet we keep focusing on how the technology is flawed in what it's supposed to do but it's it's basically garnering your human experience (laughs) or dictating your human experience based on what you want that human experience to be 
I'm sure you can go like, you know, if I was much higher, I can go 50 dark 30 on that shit or whatever. But it is food for thought. Why do Americans circumcise their children? I don't have a male child. I know Mimi does. I know Shy has. I have not asked them this question at all because it's a little personal. (laughs) However, I know that a lot of Europeans are not circumcised. Found that out um, rather abruptly. Traditionally, the U.S. medical establishment promoted male circumcision as a preventive measure for an array of pathologies, including reduced risks of penile cancer, urinary tract infections, sexually transmitted diseases, and even cervical cancer in section and sexual partners. And 80% of men are circumcised. This is not something that is only Americanized. It has a long history in different religious organizations such as Islam, I believe the Egyptians practice it as well. But the first medical doctor to advocate it in the U.S. for the adoption was the English physician Jonathan Hutchinson. In 1855, he published a study in which he compared the rate of contraction of venereal disease amongst the Gentile and Jewish population of London Although his manipulation and usage of the data has since been shown to have been flawed, the protection that Jews appear to have are more likely due to cultural factors, his study appeared to demonstrate that circumcised men were significantly less vulnerable to such diseases. Now, there's been a lot of baloney bullshit called out on this, that it has nothing to do with the healthiness of the penis if anything i don't have a penis so i'm listening to what i've heard a man say on the topic that basically you know it's meant to keep the 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 reason why it has the the flap is it's meant to keep the moisturization in and americans or the doctors were believing that not the religious reasons but the medical reasons is that well no you know that can get dirty people won't clean it enough basically american men didn't know how to clean their shit they didn't know how to clean the flap so they decided it was easy to turn out the fucked up thing is it's more dried out now um and lacks a lot of moisture which is why you will mm -hmm. you you know what i'm talking about if i'm talking about it And also there's this idea that the doctor had really fucked up ideas about circumcision. It was more about, you know, keeping people from masturbating, men from masturbating. (laughs) It's uh, pretty crazy out there in the world. But what are your thoughts on circumcision? Anyone got any ideas on this? Blackercouch at gmail.com. I'm curious. Is it an attraction thing? Because I can see it being more of an attraction thing than anything else. Because I've seen both of live and personal. And yeah, if you were choosing between the two, earn circumcision all day long. But and then, but then I saw a guy who was circumcised his whole life. And then he said that when he had to, because for a medical reason, 
get uh, circumcised, he said it didn't feel any different, but he did notice that he it did dry out a lot more. So, again, this is a man's thing. <laughs> Lastly, I wanted to talk about something Mimi sent me a couple of weeks ago. Golden Sachs apparently is to invest $2 billion in black women or black women owned businesses in particular. The first chapter of a bigger plan. Uh, this is big, huge, and welcomed and criticized by religious woke activists, which is troublesome considering this market is what first created black wealth in America. Everyone may know about Madam C.J. Walker, but let me tell you about Annie Malone. The There was a biopic movie made, I believe, on HBO, I think that uh, Olivia, oh, I always fuck up her name. She was in it, <laughs> Olivia Spencer. And it pretty much demonized the character of Annie Malone in favor of C.J. Walker, because of course that's the more memorable name, but Annie Malone made C.J. Walker. She was the Claudette colvin before rosa parks but you don't know who the fuck claudette colvin was because even in black history we pick and choose what narrative we want people to follow she taught walker her trademark on how to build a successful hair business annie was born in metropolis illinois to former slaves she was the 10th of 11 children born to robert turnbow a poor farmer in Isabella Cook Turnbow. Because her parents died when she was young, Annie was raised by her older sister in Peora, Illinois. She was a sickly child and missed a lot of school, which resulted in her having to withdraw before completing high school. While she was coming of age, the popular style among black women was that of a straight, quote-unquote, hair look, which is something you see now is being kind of uh backtracked on now it's all about the kinky hair look about the more natural african style and less of the straight because that was quote-unquote white hair black women were starting to turn their backs on the braided cornrow styles they'd associated with the fields of slavery and began to embrace a look which for them meant freedom and progression toward equality in america so you see how black women saw themselves at that time thinking of that versus how black people today would viewpoint view their thought on why they would do that it's interesting history that's why i love it so much malone took an early interest in hair textures in the 1890s being a lover of styling hair and he began to envision a way of straightening hair without having to use the methods of old which included using soap, goose fat, heavy oils, butter, and bacon grease, or the carding combs of sheep. She also witnessed a method of hair straightening, which employed lye sometimes mixed with potatoes, but was turned off by the procedure because it often resulted in damaged scalps and broken hair follicles. Coupled with the influence of her aunt, who was an herbal doctor and her knowledge of chemistry, 
Any Turnbow developed a chemical which could be used to straighten hair without causing damage to the hair or scalp. By the time she was in her late 20s, Turnbow had developed a straightening solution which would grant her entry into the annuals of hair care history. By the beginning of the 1900s, Annie Malone began to revolutionize hair care methods for all African Americans. Armed with this revolutionary formula and a product she called, quote, the great wonderful hair grower, end quote, Annie moved to St. Louis in 1902. She hired some assistants who began selling her products door to door. Word of her products and teaching methods spread like wildfire, and soon her products and her pearl method of styling were a success. She created Pearl College where she trained black women, most esteemable, estimable, just, just, I can't say words. The most well-known being Madam C.J. Walker. And they would use her business model to go out in other places in the country and create their own Black-owned business. So she created an enterprise, trademarked her shit, franchised. Malone also donated large sums to countless charities. During the 1920s, Malone's philanthropy included financing the education of two full-time students in every historically black college and university in the country. Her $25,000 donation at Howard University was among the largest gifts the university had received by a private donor of African descent. She also contributed to the Tuskegee Institute. Many historians believe Malone deserves far more credit, as do I, for her devotion to helping African Americans gain financial independence and her generous donations to educational, civic, and social causes need to be given more of a uh, applause. She ended up dying, unfortunately, rather less well-off and well-known at the age of 87. Why do I bring up this story and connect it to what Golden Sex is doing for Black women? Because Black women were the first businesses in this country that were making that money and unfortunately if it wasn't for the uh very clear prejudicial types of uh policies and intimidation or straight up larceny (laughs) that would happen you know afterwards um yeah they, they they put a lot of black wealth into the early modernization of the black culture in this country so i think that that's a good idea whereas some are saying well no this is just a way for them to control us look if everything is just a way to control us then (laughs) that means we're gonna have to do it all by ourselves and i hate to bust that bubble to you but that's not how it works It's not how it works. It's not how it's done. It's not how it's been done. So if you got that dream, you might as well go ahead and get on a fucking boat. Get on, roll on on to Africa where they don't want you. Don't like you. I was told as much by an African. Uh, (laughs) I'm generalizing here. Okay. General, generalizing. Damn. I'll be adding syllables tonight. I said, I'm not that high. Uh, 
you know, this it's uh, like I said, I don't, I don't like the idea of now it's a good time to do re resegregation. That's not okay. That's not gonna. That's not gonna solve the problem. I understand why you would feel that way, but it simply isn't. It's just the opposite. Uh, hysterical reaction is the other side. And two wrongs will never ever make a right. And that's all for me. Uh, hastily throwing this shit together. Hope you enjoyed. <laughs> Once again, if you got some thoughts, ideas, opinions, comments, concerns, or even a topic you want me to discuss, blackercouch at gmail.com. My social media will be below. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. Hustling, 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 hustling.